Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. All right, ladies, welcome back to another episode. We have a guest with us again today. Um, her name's Marta Survey Greca, and she is just a powerhouse of a woman from what I've met so far, um, a mother of five kids, but also has multiple businesses that she's built from the ground up and is able to teach women kind of her method of how to simplify and minimally approach their business so that they can still have balance in their life. So we're going to go through a lot of that. I think it's going to be super relevant for a lot of us today that are at home having to do a lot more rules in our life and our business and as parenting. So I know she'll be able to offer a lot of advice and encouragement on how we can still maintain our sanity and do all the things we need to do. (laughs) So thanks for coming on with us, Marta. Thanks for having me. I'm excited about this. Good. So you, I don't even know where to start because I'm excited about it. But I guess we can start kind of like your story, I guess, how you got started in business, your, your come from, I guess. Sure. So how I got started with business. Let's see. So my biggest pride of life is the fact that I'm a mom of five. And so my first I had when I was still finishing college, I was 20 turning 21 And so I always, ever since I've had children, had to figure out the balance between getting stuff done, meeting deadlines, being there for the, you know, career endeavors and being there for my kids. And so it's, and I got to say, I didn't do it. I didn't do it the minimalistic way at first. It was a lot of staying up till 3am till whenever my stuff was done and sleep deprived. And honestly, Lots of yelling at my, at my kids who didn't who were just kids because I was so drained, so overwhelmed, my foggy brained, tired, and so I took that out. I just didn't. It wasn't minimalistic. It was all over the place. And you know, yeah. as us female entrepreneurs, I'm sure I'm sure you guys can relate. Having been there, a lot of feeling like you have to say yes to everything, volunteer for every imaginable thing at school, <laughs> signing up for it all, and so that's really once we became started to have more and more kids and started our own businesses when we've had our, when we had our third child we is when we started our businesses we had to get more and clearer and clearer on what we wanted to do and minimalize it more and more and more in order for this to be possible it's it's necessary for me to be a minimalist and yeah. to have a minimalist mentality in order for this to work so was your husband um, so was he working a job and you were also working a job in school or well, yeah, while your so kids he, are small. He had, you he had. He's always been an entrepreneur and with a real estate uh, license. But I also work. In addition to finishing school, I also ran a an ice cream shop, and that was my first experience running a business. I literally sold ice to Eskimos, which is what I say right now. Yeah, I, like I can help my clients sell because I was selling ice cream and negative degree weather in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So I know how to apply those practices now. And I also always had a baby in a carrier. I was doing the books, making ice cream, scooping it up. And I had a baby either on my back, on my front. So my professional life has always been with the babies in tow. Wow. That's a lot of balancing, but just, it it seems like a lot. And I think probably you looking back at it, you're kind of wondering like, how did I make it? Like if I didn't have what I have, what you have now, and that's how you've created this method that really simplifies it to help women not feel like they have to do it all and just stay up and 
till 3 a.m. and be the perfect mom, the perfect businesswoman, the perfect spouse. And just really how how that transitioned into you creating this business. What are some of the lessons that you learned that helped fortify like your method now? Sure. So our businesses right now, we have three different divisions. We have Media the Creative Agency, which uh, we provide photo, video, and web and social media for businesses. And we have Apples and Cinema, through which the team provides photo and video for brides. And we also have the newest Endeavor, which started in 2019, which is Marta Sari Greca, speaker and coach. And the biggest downfall of self-sabotage that I was experiencing when I first started the businesses is I felt that I had to do everything. I felt that if I did it, it wasn't the photographer, the editor, the designer, the scheduler, the person who met with all the clients, uh, yada, 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 then it wasn't my business. And the biggest lesson that I had to learn was to delegate everything that I could so I could minimize my responsibilities to my zone of genius so we could continue growing the business. Because little tasks that were cluttering my time with five minutes here, 10 minutes there, an hour here, a whole day spent doing this because you're trying to reserve finances are actually cluttering your time and wasting pivotal real estate in your mind, thought, thought process that you actually need to declutter out so you can make room for your zones of genius and bring your business forward. And obviously that was necessary to learn, especially as a mom, because when you're talking about time, then you're making the mistake of trying to multitask something that requires mental concentration while continuing to try to keep your child busy. And at the same time, discharacterizing what is actually your most productive time. And because you're so hung up on, I need to get this done, I need to get this done, you push through exhaustion, you push through, maybe you're not even feeling well because you need to get this done, you need to get this done and you're not doing the best job possible. And so it's also about decluttering your mind, the head trash that comes up that makes you feel inferior if you're not doing it all and you're not getting it done right away. And giving yourself a set schedule that you're focusing entirely on your children and and you're focusing entirely on your business. And understanding that regardless, you're going to get it all done and it, in, in God's time, in its own time. It doesn't have to get done when you think it needs done, which is right now, right away, or people will be disappointed. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for not being a mom, but having multiple businesses, mm-hmm. it's that overwhelm that you have to do it all by yourself, like you said, and because you, you almost have this, this pride to your business that you don't trust other people to really do it the way that you are able to do it. But then at the end of the day, are you even work are you working on your business or in your business and that was something i had to realize like wow i really did need the help and trying to have that balance of knowing when to outsource do what you do best outsource the rest and at the end of the day like it's not going to be all be finished today or by this deadline with perfection and that was like a lot of the tips you just said really resonate with me because i was a lot throughout my own journey too yeah and i recently had a conversation with a female leader and she has a team and she, her struggle was with right now, how, how is she going to do this with a 19-month-old who wants her attention and doesn't understand mommy's trying to focus? And she also works for a company that creates the tests. And so she feels that if she's not doing things right away, then her mind snowballs into the people's lives are at stake, but my child needs me. So what do I do? And so I helped with through a conversation, minimalize 
well, isn't there a team that you lead? What is specifically that they're supposed to be doing? And what do you really need to be doing that they should actually be doing? But you sometimes feel like it's just easier if I take five minutes to do this. It'll be quicker if I take 10 minutes to do this. But those minutes add up. And in the meantime, we're not empowering others to take responsibility for what they should, what they want to be doing to help. Right. That's some good, good advice. So yeah, yeah. We, we just really need to lean on our support and our team and and ask for help because we're we can't yeah. do it all by ourselves. Yeah. Asking You're for probably help. able to like give your kids more quality time oh, that yeah. way. Because I think like what you were saying in the beginning when you were just like yelling or whatever at your kids, yeah. like all this stuff. I just like remember a lot of people saying like younger, especially like younger parents, I guess sometimes, but you're trying to do everything. So you don't have the patience for everything. And then your kids don't understand what's going on. So then, so if you do delegate your time and figure it out and use your team, like that's just more of the quality, maybe less time, I guess, depending on where you're at and building your business, like less time, but more of a quality time. Yeah. Yeah. And then you do, you do notice that if you're setting, giving yourself a designated time, if my time window is to work for me specifically, because I've deciphered what is my most productive time, which is when I wake up first thing. So I wake up and I, and I get two to three hours before my kids even wake up that I've gotten. And if I've only given myself those two to three hours, you bet your butt that I'm getting my things done that are on that to-do list for those two to three hours. And if I give myself less time, I'd probably get it done in less time. We get things done in the hours that we allocate for it. And then, you know, I have times right now where my toddlers are napping. My older kids are having quiet time in their rooms and I'm scheduling all my calls during this time. And I just trust that if I start to feel pressure on myself of, I don't have enough time to have all the calls I need to have. I just trust that that just means I'm not supposed to have that many calls. My kids are number one and it is what it is, right? Yeah, I agree. I think that's an important mindset to have too, because everyone tries to force things. You know what I mean? Like just that scarcity mindset and exactly what you said, like, What's for me is for me. So (laughs) I'm not going to miss out on anything that I'm not supposed to have. So Right. Yeah. That FOMO, uh, that what I should be doing, what I could be doing and just letting... That's a big minimalist thing is just letting go of what the clutter that's in our brains of what people's opinions will be of you. If you say no and what people's opinions are going to be of you, if you show up in this way or say this or share this opinion, just decluttering your mind of those thoughts because... That neg- those negative thoughts then aren't leaving room for you to have positive, creative thoughts because you're so hung up on those thoughts. Not the little things. Mm-hmm. So did something specific happen for you in your business that made you explore this like minimalism idea it approach? Actually, and I, it was not actually in my business. It was that we were having our fifth child and everything went wrong <laughs> in terms of we were, it, we were selling our home And it was a home that was good enough for four kids, but we needed a a bigger home. And every it it all fell through. And we ended up in my parents' basement for Mm -hmm. with five kids for three years. And at the same time, I was so grateful that this happened because my mom was actually diagnosed with cancer. Mm -hmm. And I got to have the honor to be in the house with her and be there for her. And so of course, then when you have just had a fifth baby, you're running uh, multiple brands. And your mom has cancer and you want to be the go-to person who feeds her, who helps her get dressed, who takes her to appointments because English is... She's very smart, 
but she's Italian. And so to be somebody who there to understand what the doctors are saying with her and relaying it. So clearly I had to get minimalistic number one with the physical items that we had in our belongings in a basement with five kids, but also what I allowed in my schedule. Cause what was important caring for my children and caring for my mom. And so at that moment, I had to just trust that whatever I could fit in my schedule business-wise was going to provide enough for us to have a sustainable income. And it did. Wow. Yes. It was a saving grace because I would have driven myself nuts because prior to that, I was very much the person like maybe many of you experiences where we feel like we have to say yes to everything imaginable. And it was a big practice of saying no, 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 no. And it just got me acclimated to that. And then, and I always say that that's the number one thing to absorbing the minimalist method is to look at your schedule first. How is your schedule cluttered? And when you go to declutter that schedule, then you have time to focus on, okay, now you want to declutter your house. I have the time to do that. And then you, you know, you declutter at the same time your, your mindset because you're, again, getting used to saying no to things that you would typically feel bad and say yes. And I don't know if you guys have heard the Brene Brown quote, but it goes something like eight second yes results in six months of resentment. So it is the amount of also energy that you're cluttering yourself with by saying yes to things too quickly. Right. Right. So what would you say in respect to really setting some hard boundaries Because I know that so many of us want to say yes to, you know, all the things business, all the things life, but then also our social life and try and like balance it because we get, you know, asked out by, uh, you know, friends and stuff to still have that fun part. So having these set boundaries and allowing yourself to set that hard line without feeling any sort of guilt or that you have to explain yourself. I know a lot of that, like in the transition, it was something that I experienced as well. It's like, how do I say no? But also I'm doing this for me without offending or hurting other people, like respecting that. So how would you suggest going about that? So I'll start by telling you the number... And then I'll follow up with an interesting story about this. But the number one thing is that you don't owe anybody an explanation, no matter whether you think you do or you don't. You simply say, I'm sorry, I can't. You don't have to offer a reason. Number one, because if they are of this type of personality, the type of reason that you provide, they'll try to help you figure out that roadblock so that you can still do the things that they want you to do. So you simply just say, I'm sorry, I can't. And then you don't provide a reason because then for all they know, which was my situation, I was caring for my mother who was dealing with two different types of cancer at the same time. They don't need to know that. And if they're judging because I'm saying no and not being there for them, that's mind clutter and energy clutter they're creating for themselves. But I do still have times that I feel guilty saying no. For example, before all of this, Sunday became the designated day that my husband and I would completely unplug and focus on the kids. And even if there was a birthday party, a family event, something that even my mom would want us to do on a Sunday, we would say no. And we wouldn't offer an explanation. We would just say no Sunday because once you start to let some things trickle in, then everything trickles in. So you make no exceptions. It's no. 
And I shared this with my minimalist method coaching clients as a a tip. Just pick a day that's non-negotiable. You're unplugging because you know if you're not unplugging, you're going to get messages from people and you'll you'll be feeling inclined to be there for them. So just put your phone away. Let people know you're unreachable on a Sunday. And it's lo and behold, shortly after that, WPXI was doing a segment on hashtag self-care Sunday, which I didn't know was a thing. And because I made that my rule and I explained how I stand strong with that, I was actually then able to be featured on WPXI for about self-care Sunday as a mompreneur expert, which then of course was good for visibility, for social media. So So in the time that you are so worried about what will happen when you say, if you don't say no, think of the possibilities you're opening up when you are saying no, which was it was just hilarious because the one thing that I was feeling bad about saying no to my family, because they often would have things pop up on a Sunday, then it actually turned out to be a great thing. So it's something for people to keep in mind. Right. And I think that's such a great point. You know, just going into it, I think it's it's kind of hard to ease in. And that's why I, was, I asked about setting those boundaries and, and having the explanation, because I think at that point, we're so used to saying yes, that we don't want to disappoint, that we feel like we have to explain. But then as you start getting comfortable into this new role, more or less, your friends and family will start to realize like you're on this mission or, you know, you're so engorging like what you're doing that they want to be there to support. And I know for me, like I have this designated day, like it's just, you know, my husband and I have our date day. And if I have to squeeze anything in, it's prior, it's early in the morning. So that we have this, this evening set for us. And that's something very specific for my husband and I, you know, and I, I did kind of feel a little bit bad at first starting to say no, because it's like, there are fun opportunities or things that maybe mm-hmm. could have been great for business, but it's like, you have to rearrange your priorities and know what is more, most important to you. Right. And there, there was a, actually another example, which is kind of comical is because we had designated that Thursday evenings were non-negotiable because we would go to dinner with my in-laws. And we have that same evening with my parents as well. And of course, the minimalist method allows us to do that because we don't clutter our schedule. We know that time with our family is important. So we have a designated day with his parents and designated day with my parents, of course, during normal times, not right now. And there was an event happening on a Thursday that they kept messaging me and it was the Pittsburgh Regional Chamber and they kept messaging me, hey, are you coming? Are you going to get tickets? And I kept saying, no, I'm sorry, I can't. They Then it proceeded to phone calls. Hey, are you sure you're not coming? Um, are you sure you're not going to get tickets? And no, I'm really sorry. I just really can't on Thursdays. So finally, a couple of days before the event, they had to say, look, without you telling it would like, you need to go to this event. Just trust me. You need to go to this event. We can't tell you why, but you need to go to this event. Please like, just trust us, whatever it is, you need to go to this event. And I knew what it could have possibly been. And so I made it uh, a night out with my mom and we went and it turned out that I won female entrepreneur of the year excellence award in front of, you know, the 200 people that were there. So I was glad that for that one time, you know, when people are persistent, persistent, Distant, but it's just you really have to have those boundaries because if not, a million things would pop up on a Thursday right. that you'd make an exception for. So right. they knew that you won, but you didn't. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, hand, hand. You would feel like they would let you know so that you're there. <laughs> like, like, you know, I don't want to beg you anymore. Just come. <laughs> it was against right. protocol, but I think, you know, I understood because I knew that I had been nominated. So I understood that 
Okay. So you got some hints. Yeah. Yeah. But of course they were, they followed protocol and didn't tell me. Right. Oh, that's so cool. With your like minimalist method, what happens when, so I, I, I mean, obviously like women have to figure it's kind of, I'm sure it doesn't look the same for everybody. Everyone's lives are different, probably very similar structure, but with different tweaks to it. Have you had like a scenario, like think about like just life happens sometimes and things go insane and crazy and women have have to adjust. Do you find it like sometimes these women, when they set in this minimalist, like it's easier for them to adjust to a crisis versus... It, 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 it is because I, I have to say that in terms of our, our, my professional life, I already, because I'm at home with my kids and that's important to me, I already was very guarded on how many times I would actually just go out and meet prospects or go to a coffee with, with somebody who wanted to do business. I have designated times that I actually meet friends uh, for, for drinks and it was yeah. a certain time of the night uh, of the week. And, yeah. and so it was much easier to adjust because I already work from home and I already guard my energy of meet, going to meet this person here, that person there. And you before you know it, the day stacked up with you going all over the city. And in terms of our personal life, we're minimalistic in terms of what we allow being our schedule. So it, it, it's much easier for us to be home with our kids because we're just, we're used to that. But I do also have to say that other factors have made this time even crazier for us. And so whenever you do have that happen and you're just feeling overwhelmed and foggy brained and you just taking on so much at the same time, then you have to understand that, okay, this is a time for me to not be so strict with myself with needing to get up at 5am and needing to make sure that I schedule as many calls as possible uh, during these designated times and being more gentle with yourself with the, with the time off and just relax, which is even more minimalistic because yeah. you're taking things <laughs> yourself, you tend to clutter yourself with. So, right. Uh, that was one thing I've been noticing too. I've actually been sleeping in about an hour later or so. Yeah. I'm feeling a lot better because like just overall, when you're prepared to go out to meetings, it, it, it's, it's that, uh, you know, the time to get ready, the drive time, the time you're spent there and then coming home to decompress to do all that. So it's, it, like you said, pr- like preserving your energy and preserving it as well. So that time that would be spent to shift mentally, like compart- you know, to compartmentalize where you're going, you reserve that energy back and now you get it back, whether you want to sleep in an extra hour or maybe squeeze in a workout or a walk or more family time or something that you normally wouldn't do, but you're feeling like you have a a lot more energy time at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think a lot of people undervalue that, that clutter that that's taking up of your time, but also like you said, your energy and your mind, exactly like you just said, because of your thinking about all the details and and the logistics behind that. So uh, yeah, absolutely. I I agree with you on that. I want to ask too about just because I feel like right now there's probably a lot of women that are starting businesses right now because they're at home. True, (laughs) we've got a couple new all that out. Yeah, yeah. So what would you say? I guess because sometimes I feel like okay, we're talking minimalism, like figuring out balance in your life. But I feel like sometimes in all businesses, no matter what kind of business or where you start, there's a period of not a lot of balance. (laughs) All out massive action when you start building anything from scratch. You know what I mean? It's a lot of effort up front, I guess. So 
like what, or maybe that's what people would come see you about for coaching. I don't know, but like, uh, like that structure getting started. Cause I do believe you can find balance and have minimalism, but I also know, like think that there's that time, there's always that time of chaos in any new endeavor. You know what I mean? So like, is that what something you would work with women through like coaching? Yeah. Yes. And the reason for that is because I spent so long being that person that was cluttered and all over the place. And I didn't know what I was doing. And in fact, twice. So the, when I left the ice cream, it was somebody else's business that I was running. I was the operational manager or the general manager I, and they were an absentee owner. Right. And I left to, I had already started my media company. I wanted to focus on it. Right. And Coincidentally, though, at the same time, all this crazy stuff happened with our house and my mom. And so I didn't have the proper guidance that, to tell me, you need to focus on this first, you need to focus on that first. And so while I was figuring that out myself, it took so much longer than when I finally hired my own business coach, because you need that outside perspective to look at what you're doing that, that once they mention it, that you should be focusing on this instead and you're doing this that's not actually serving you. It's actually just draining your energy. Right. You hear it from somebody else and you're like, why did I not realize this? This is, but you need right. that perspective to say, to ask you the right questions. And actually the answer comes from you when you have somebody to ask you the right questions and then you're able to realize, oh, I need to be focusing on this. Oh, I actually don't want to be doing this at all. And I've been doing it. Right. It's almost like because those thoughts run through our head and they just get rattled around. And it's almost like you just need to talk to somebody who helps pull that out from that mix and and brings it forth to like, makes it more clear. And you're just like, oh my gosh, I thought that, how did I not settle on it? And you know, it kind of goes back to that whole, we're not, we're not meant to do life alone. And like, we really do need the help of other people. And especially like in this time where we feel like we're so like socially disconnected, isolated, but I think more than ever, connect and like have coaches that help you see these little blind spots in our lives to help gain that focus, that clarity and navigate on that right path. Because when we, when we're alone, we can't, it's like our minds are just shaken up and we really need somebody to help us through that. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent agree. And I have a business coach that, that what, that I continue to work with because I know that, for example, when I hired a business coach, she took me from 3K months to 30K months and helped me figure out the, the minimalist uh, method that I now teach to my entrepreneur clients and helped help me to figure out, wow, I, I'm a minimalist and that's what I do with businesses. So that's you know what we call it. And so I help other female entrepreneurs do the same. Be, instead of them trying to fumble it and figure it out and we sit down and we go, okay, A, B, and C. Now run with it. Oh, that worked. Awesome. Let's keep yeah. multiplying it. Right. Uh, what business do you focus on most right now since you have so many? <laughs> would it be so, your coaching? It would be. My, the coaching takes more of my personal interaction. The uh, Apples and Cinema, they, it, 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 my, I have a wonderful team who runs it really well. I do have specific brides that I will shoot their weddings, but I significantly decrease the amount of weddings that I do shoot. Yeah the team and media, the creative agency, we have a marketing director and a project manager. And so I step in as the creative director and both for ourselves, but also for our clients. And what's nice about media, the creative agency is that when they sign on for social media management and for web development, photo and video, I do partner with them initially to figure out before we do this, who are we talking to and what do you want to do? 
And so we're not aimlessly taking photos, videos, creating website or just promoting whatever on social media. So I help minimalize that before we create anything media related. So that's going to be helpful for your coaching business that you know all this stuff. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) especially with business women because i feel like that's the big bulk of their overwhelm and they feel like this big cluttered mess in there yeah yeah i mean i just know like social media is just i don't know it's not my strength yeah (laughs) i know it's a love-hate kind of thing but it's like you know when you start bouncing around that content in your head and it's like where do you begin and just you know having that whole overwhelming balance or uh, trying to find that balance in the overwhelm and i just think that what you're doing is really really helpful because it's like the one stop shop kind of place for all things business to find that work life and balance yeah, it works. It works really well together. And my coaching clients, sometimes I have three different levels coaching and sometimes they're not at the level where they can hire a high-end social media management company like ours. So I teach them. And then eventually they get to the point where they are there financially to be able to hire a management company because they've been applying the methods. Then they can hire you. That's a brilliant business for you. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they need to be up here thinking about the growth of their business. And as much as sometimes we think that as business owners, it's all it is, is is knowing our specialty and sales and marketing. There's so much more to that. And so having that marketing help, again, declutters your mind from having to figure it all out yourself. Yeah. Do you have your kids help you with anything? Like, are they learning some entrepreneur skills? They, they, well, they they do some manifesting stuff and they do want to be entrepreneurs, but they are not old enough. My oldest is 12, but he does do some cool edits on iMovie and GarageBand. Who knows? And I've had them uh, to come on shoots to just assist because they wanted to spend the day with me. So they would hand me stands and lights and things like that. So, Yeah. Do you teach your 12-year-old minimalism methods for like schoolwork and what to focus on? Oh gosh. He, <laughs> some some of us it comes naturally, some of us it does not, but we do. We we don't force it on them. I talk to him about it and I talk to my kids about it. But as you know, and maybe you've experienced this, when it's coming from your mom is a lot different than yeah. if it's coming from another place. So he they intricately right. have mom's that. anything mindset. But I, I do try to, I try to not try to push it on them and impose it because then of course I have the phobia of what if I'm creating hoarders because I'm so obsessed with minimalism. So I try not to push it on them too much. Right. I let them find their own way to, I provide tips for organization, but they still don't understand the importance of folding laundry. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, <you're> right. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> they don't understand why they can't just throw it in their drawer because that's how it ends. <laughs> and I'm like, that's supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So as much as we try, it's, you know, it's up to them to find their own way there. Right. Smart. Mm-hmm. Smart move. Thanks. Thanks. I try. Um, and then your husband, he does all this with you. Well, most yeah. of it, not your coaching, but the media. Oh, no. So we started it together. He actually started a new company right around the time that we left our house and our, the sale on our new home fell through and we had to rehab the house. He started a new business, which is a land development business called Penn Acres. So that's what he focuses on. And it's, it's his passion. And though he will kind of be my advisor and consultant if I want to run projects past him and what do you think would be the best strategy for this? So he's he's still a you know a partner but he's yeah. more 
an advisor and consultant. Um, so on your, on your self-care Sundays, then do you guys have a rule of like no business talk ever or yeah, always business talk? Cause That's I know my husband and I like, it's, we talk a lot about business and it doesn't like stress us out. Like we enjoy it, Yeah, but there are times where it's like, yeah, let's not. Yeah, so Sundays it doesn't come up because again, we're, I'm taking my phone and I, and at that point I need that time to not talk about business. So I don't right. even, you know, I don't even bring it up. I'm sure, I'm sure some thoughts come up and I, hey, what do you think about this? Right. But you're not like obsessed or you're not like, no, or there are, there are some, yeah. Like you guys talk about other things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially right now, there's lots to talk about, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ryan like laughs at me because every night I have like the most random stuff to tell him. And he's like, do you just like wait to tell me all this? Stuff? Like, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah, like I can't wait to talk. Especially now there's so much I'm learning. No, <laughs> I he's, can't wait. he's like the protection team like he he's the one who follows he he listens to the actual addresses from the politicians straight from their mouth so then he knows when he's reading the media what actually was said what actually wasn't said and then he puts in place new safety precautions like we talked about when the packages come in they have to be in the garage for a certain amount of time and you know what uh, safety measures to be wearing when we're getting yeah. mail or taking out the trash and so I'm grateful for that because he's thinks about all that and, and I wouldn't I'm like no I'm I'm I would die in a zombie apocalypse because I'm so yeah. minimalistic with I would just not even I'd be like it'll be fine guys yeah okay. That's my husband too. He tells me, he watches all the stuff and then he just tells me, I was like, I go to him for the, for the nightly recap. And I was like, so what's, what's going yeah. on? And they're like, I Aaron, I come up with some randomest things. He's like, so that's what you wait to tell me after you ask me yeah. all the important stuff. I'm like, that's where my brain goes. <laughs> I told Ryan yesterday, I was like, I watched this thing that was like 30 reporters that lost their jobs in 30 seconds. And like all the mistakes they made, just random stuff that I found on YouTube. Just, I don't even know how it came about, but I was just like, he's like, is this what you couldn't wait to tell me all day? And I was like, yeah, this is insane. <laughs> while he has all the, impo- while he's researching stocks and like <laughs> all this kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, I mean, that's you guys get to all work from, from home right now with mm-hmm. your husbands do as well. That's yeah. Awesome. Right. Yeah. We're all at home. Yeah. It's so, insane. It's been a fun journey. You get to right. learn really about your spouse a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to be like, so grateful for the spouse you chose. Cause like Ryan's fun. Mm-hmm. So luckily I'm like, I'd be so bored if I was like, yeah, I hear you. Not fun. <laughs> Yeah. And typically what my husband would not, you know, he would, he goes out to meet township meetings and lawyer meetings and engineer meetings, and then goes and meets landowners and has to yeah. walk the land. So it's very long days outside of the house. So now he's trying to do that, all that from home. So it's good wow. that, he, that he is a minimalist because our house, it's not too distracting in terms of the stuff that is around us. We're already, it's all clean and organized and it was easy to set up workspaces at home. Right. This is like, we did an episode like a couple of weeks ago all about minimalism actually. Oh, cool. But like, we didn't think about it, I guess, in the terms of business, I don't think. We talked a lot about like actual physically like decluttering and like, like cutting out the things in your life you don't need. <laughs> yeah, and it was almost like it prepared us for this because I think no matter yeah. what it is, whether it's like, you know, clutter around your office space or clutter around your house or clutter in your closet, bunk drawers, all these things. It, it, it takes up so much energy and you don't even think about it because like you see this, you're like, 
even though you might be focused on your computer, you're taking it all in and everything has energy. So it's like, it drains you. So that's just, a, it's just a big concept when we talk about like minimalism and, you know, just even the, right now when we are talking about all this stuff that's happening, it's like, those are the thoughts that come through our heads. So like, how do we kind of dump that in a way that makes us feel free? And that's kind of how, you know, we unload it on our husbands for, for the sake of it because we have to live with them right now every waking minute. They get but, to hear it all. <laughs> right. And I think it's just ultimately, like like you said, cutting out some of the stuff that just really takes up the, the, the mind space, like creating... I think the intent overall is to create headspace for you to focus on and get the things done that are a priority and move the needle further to where you want to be versus just getting it stuck or draining. So, you know, wrapping up, like what, what are some big takeaways? Like, I know we talked a lot about everything. What are some big takeaways that you can really give our audience? And also how can they find you? Cause I know that so many people are going to want to connect about, uh, you know, just learning more about you, your process and just ways to follow you. Yeah. So takeaways is if you are feeling overwhelmed, get help, like you said earlier, and I can help you with that and help you get focused. And if you do want to find out more tips and tricks on how to minimize your business, you can follow me at Marta Greca and both on uh, Facebook and Instagram, Marta Greca. And you can actually friend request me. I haven't hit the 5,000 limit yet. And I have a public account that you can follow as well on Facebook. Mar- just Martis Ray Greca, which is tricky spelled, but I'm sure a description will come along with this podcast with that spelling. And our media, the creative agency, it's uh, at media PGH. You can follow us as well. And that's more specifically geared towards photography, videography, social media, and web development tips and tricks for you, especially right now. Awesome. So much good content and you do so many things and it's just, you know, having that work-life balance. And I think that's what we're all, we all would love to have more of in our life and especially given the time that we're in now. So thank you so much for, for connecting and just being a part of this. So thank you. Thank you guys. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. For more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's The Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.